big star out of me. Make a film about a man who's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Well, I'll bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. Hello, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, glad to see you. Glad you're here spending time with us. Uh, we, we appreciate it. We've got uh, a lot of movie stuff to talk about, and uh, you, you can't think about the entertainment industry, you can't think about anything right now without thinking about the impact that the coronavirus uh, has on the industry. Thomas Manning uh, here to join me. Thomas, good to see you, man. Glad Thanks. you're here. Uh, we've got, uh, we've got uh, Groot back there uh, on uh, the Tim Cam. Groot, are you back there? Is that Groot? There's Groot. Yeah, Groot and the intern. Yes. Uh, that's Greg Tillman. Uh, Greg is still uh, he, the invisibility formula stuff. Oh, look, the invisibility, invisibility formula went, uh, went off. He's, he's visible now, but I think his vocals are still messed up. So uh, that's why I decided to, uh, to, to sit in for Tim back there on the Tim Cam. So good to see you, Greg. Uh, glad, you're, glad you're back. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Last week was kind of odd with you here, but not here, which really isn't any different than no, normally. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, wait. There are a couple films that we're going to review, Thomas, uh, that we got a chance to check out. Uh, the uh, first one is Bloodshot. This is the new Vin Diesel film based on a uh, a comic book. He's a, uh, a superhero, but is a kind of an anti-hero. He's he's created. Um, he's not, he didn't get bitten by a spider. He, he basically had to die to become a, a Lazarus kind of hero. Uh, so Vin Diesel is in this film. We're also going to review The Hunt, but we'll start with Bloodshot. Uh, you and I got a chance to check out this film, and uh, it's, I think the casting was pretty solid, and this guy, Pierce, uh, is also uh, in this movie. Um, uh, Lamorne Morris plays this tech genius, and you and I both thought he was the best thing about this movie, his comic relief. Uh, he was also in Game Night, uh, and he's been in a few other things as well, but, but I just loved him. I wanted to see more of him on the screen. Give us the story behind Bloodshot. Yes, so you have Vin Diesel's character, and he's kind of like a Navy SEAL uh, commander type uh, hero, and then suddenly you find that he's kind of in, it's called a time loop, it feels like, but he doesn't know he is. Uh, he just knows that he wakes up with a new memory every time, but he doesn't know it's a new memory. Right. For and him, he dies in action. Yeah. For him, it's it's that's the only reality he knows, and somebody's manipulating him, and he keeps he has a new target set that he has to attack each and every time that he kind of resets, and so it kind of gives you vibes of Memento from Christopher Nolan, this guy who has little pieces of the past that he has to put together, and. Uh, He's struggling to interact with everybody else because he doesn't know what's real and what's right. not. Right, and he has a team that are, uh, they are also enhanced, they have some enhanced abilities, and the enhanced abilities that Vin Diesel has is he has this technology within his bloodstream that rebuilds him. So no matter how, he, he could be shot a dozen times, and it continues to rebuild him. Now, eventually, he has to be rebooted. It's probably the best way to describe it. Uh, in order for those uh, those nano the nano blood technology to to bring him back, and uh, yeah, you know it, I, this was a movie that you and I both kind of went in with not huge expectations one way or the other, 
but I found it highly entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I found the special effects worked really well within this particular environment. Uh, very stylized, um, and, and stylized in a way that, that really did make you feel, okay, this was a comic book. Yeah. And it was like watching kind of the comic book and animation come to life within live action. Uh, Vin Diesel, you know, perfectly cast for something like this. Um, I, I thought Guy Pierce, who was also in uh, Memento, yeah. um, I, I thought he did a fine job, but he was this guy that was um, very much like his role in, that we saw in Iron Man 3. The uh, extremist virus, uh, this thing that could kind of heal people with disabilities and give them super abilities, this very much felt like a riff off of that. And of course, this is based on a comic book as well, based on the Valiant comics, Bloodshot. Uh, but that similarity was a bit too, uh, bit too easy to see if you're familiar with Iron Man 3. Right. I don't right. think it was intentional, but that is one thing that caught me off guard a little bit. Yeah, because he really did feel like it was the very same character in a very similar situation. But, but other than that, I did find it highly engaging. Yeah. A lot of action. Um, it was uh, entertaining. It was just a lot of fun. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I went, went to see this movie. Uh, but the Guy Pierce thing was the one thing that, that kind of uh, drew me back just a little bit. But hour and 49 minutes long, I thought the pacing worked really well. Yeah, um, when you look at the action sequences, they were able to make use of different situations and different environments and in a really creative fashion. Uh, there's one scene, takes place in a tunnel, and there's like a flower truck that it explodes and overturns and you have flour on there it looks like it's a snowfall or something and <laughs> you have this like flashing red light and the flares and stuff yeah. and just really interesting visual environment to take part in yeah the stunt choreography and the special effects in this truly solid yeah. and you mentioned the action sequences there were several action sequences and they didn't all include Vin Diesel yeah uh, they included others and uh, there was a, a female lead in this as well that, that you may have uh, seen in other films like Baby Driver uh, or the TV series from Dusk Until Dawn and she had a great action sequence her character uh, she was a, a former um, like Olympic kind of swimmer who was also in the military and uh, she had an accident and so she has uh, extended uh, breathing capacity now so she can pretty much breathe underwater um, and uh, she's pretty impressive uh, with some, um, with some uh, martial arts feats as well. But I highly recommend watching it if you're just looking for something to um, enjoy and get away from. It's not a perfect film by any means. Uh, it's a good film, not a great film. What's your rating for this? I'm right about a B minus for it. Yeah. Um, it's, you, you take it for what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's a decent mid-March action film. Uh, you know, it's, it's not the best choreographed action you'll ever see. It's not like John Wick where the editing and stunt work is top notch, but it's, it's fun enough and yeah. it'll give you what you're hoping for. Yeah, there, there were parts of it, and we, we talked about this, that reminded me of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, some of the action, and, and even if you look at uh, Doc Ock, there was a particular character in this movie that had some uh, incredible similar, similarities uh, to Doc Ock, especially toward the end of the film. But I'm right there with you, a B minus. Uh, it's, a, it's a decent film for this time of year and a decent action film. Awesome. Well, let's talk about this uh, film that did get delayed, but not because of the coronavirus. The movie is called uh, The Hunt. Am I right? It is The Hunt. Normally I get A and The mixed up with my articles there, but this is called The Hunt. Uh, this was delayed several months ago, and now it's finally uh, making the light of day with it with an Oscar winner, Hilary Swank, starring in this. Yeah, so it was delayed for many reasons, but 
part of the reason was it took place around the time of several mass shootings in the United States, and it's a very violent film, highly controversial, political and social satire, and uh, I can see why they pushed it back. It was originally slated for a September release, but here it is in March. And uh, it's, yeah, when you think about it, it is a riff on the most dangerous game, the short story, uh, where in this case it's adapted to the 21st century and a group of elites kind of capture and set this group of middle class, lower class, set them loose in basically this massive estate and they hunt them down. Very gruesome, very brutal, but it is satire and you take it for what it is. Um, it takes shots at the entire range of the political spectrum um, as the people that are the hunters and the hunted completely separate ends of the social and political spectrum. Okay. But it portrays them both in just as uh, silly a fashion and you don't really know who you're supposed to be rooting for. Okay. But you know everybody is just, uh, they're, you know that everybody's part of the problem right. that we have in the United yeah. States today. So. Um would you say that this is kind of an equal opportunity destroyer as far as the way it looks at politics and, and uh, the political spectrum and the social spectrum? Yeah, most certainly. Okay. Uh, basically, at the core of it, it's, it's a commentary on how social media, how the Internet has influenced the way people react to certain things. Uh, it's, people don't know the true reality of a situation, but they jump right on in anyway and give their opinion, give their right. voice on the matter which usually leads to a bigger firestorm and just a bigger like avalanche of wow. things that you wouldn't have wanted at the beginning of it. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what is your rating for this? Um, a B minus as well okay. for this. Uh, some of the uh, some of the action is a little bit too gory. It was, of course, intentionally so. Yeah. It's meant to be cartoonish, meant to be parody, but that kind of bothered me just how much they leaned into it a little bit. Okay. Um, and then. There is some stuff, it's, it's as, of course, as a parody, as a satire. Yeah. There are some things that are going to be offensive, but I think you just kind of take that for what it is, and okay. you understand the intent of it. But, yeah, I'll give it a solid B-. Okay, so if you know you're going into this, you're going to probably be offended one way or the other. Right. Then, um, then that's what this kind of movie is yeah. and what it is about. Okay, The Hunt uh, in theaters now. Uh, we're going to take a quick intermission. Um, Greg, you still back there uh, on the Tim Cam? Still back there? Yeah. Yeah, Lane, Lane's still back there hanging out with Elvis uh, Normsley. Glad, glad to see he's still there as well. I uh, appreciate you hanging out with us. So we are going to talk uh, movies, and we're going to continue celebrating Women's History Month right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, after the break, we're going to uh, have Thomas review the Hillary documentary that is on Hulu, uh, and we're also going to look at uh, the women of drama. We're going to talk about some of our... Uh, some of our favorite uh, women of drama who are still acting today. All that, and, uh, and we'll see if there's more right after this quick intermission. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Are we rolling? What? Are we rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. And action. Hello, I'm Mo Howard. I'm the official, unofficial spokesperson for how to get through all this COVID-19 coronavirus nonsense and I have a few bits of advice for you. Number one, don't be a moron. A lot of people are out there acting stupid. Don't be one of them. Now knock it off. Number two, be nice to each other. You hear me? Mo Howard's telling you to be nice to people. We're all in this together, people. Stop blaming each other and don't point fingers. 
but if you're gonna point them, number three, make sure your fingers are clean. Wash your hands, the palms, the backs, all 10 fingers. Wash them for 20 seconds, do you hear me? 20 seconds. Number four, and this one's most important of all, spread out. That's right, spread out. It's called social distancing. Distance yourself from other people. Make sure you don't get too close. They may not look sick, but they could be carrying it and they'll give it to you. And then you're carrying it and you'll give it to somebody else who's even more vulnerable. Vulner vulnerable. Vulnerable. It's pronounced vulnerable. I know what it is, porcupine. Now shut up. You're making me sick. Oh yeah? What are you going to do about it? I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. Number five. If you're sick, stay home. I shouldn't have to tell you that. People barely want to see you hanging around as it is. Stay away. Number six. Hey, no, Don't go wondering. Hey, no, look what I got. You idiot. What's the big idea coming in here interrupting my PSA? You told me to get supplies. Not this much. Look what you've done. Why, you've left nothing for the sweet little vulnerable little old ladies. And that's another thing, you moron. Stop hoarding. This is a society. Any stooge knows that. You should be ashamed of yourself. And so should you. I'm sorry, Mo. What should I do with it? You take it back. You hear me? Take it back. You only need two. One, two. Two? One, two. Now go. Get out of here. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, for this next little bit, I need a volunteer. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Bradley Curly G. Server, the grandson of the original Curly Howard, my little brother. Hiya, folks. Hi, Uncle Mo. Hello, Bradley. Are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Remember, never touch your face. Never ever touch your face and don't touch his face either. You don't want to do something like this. Ow! Or this. Ow! And stay away from the eyes. None of that. You hear me? I sure do. Now where can I go for more information? What are you, lame brain? This is 1930. You go to the website, cdc.gov. CDC? What's that? CDC. It's the Center for Disease Control, you idiot. Oh, I'll write it down. But how do you spell CDC? You don't gotta spell it. You can sing it like this. CDC.gov. Don't be a sickie now. Do like me. Visit CDC.com. That's right. Stay vigilant, ladies and gentlemen. Stay healthy, and together we can clobber this all together. Just like this. Cut. Hiya, folks. From the Three Suges and their families, we just want you to stay safe and keep the laughter alive. And you forgot something. You're supposed to tell them to take care of each other, you. Now go on. Get out. Quarantine you in a minute. Go on. Back to Meet Me the Movies. Noel T. Manning the second here hanging out with Thomas, the Manning over here beside me to my right. Uh, and uh, we've got Greg Tillman back there on the Tim Cam with Wayne, the intern. Uh, good to see you guys. Uh, Greg's still excited as always. Uh, Thomas, one of the things you wanted to mention about the uh, last film, The Hunt, that uh, we did not get, get a chance to talk to you. There was an action star, yeah. female action lead yeah. that you really liked. Oh, yeah. Betty Gilpin is the name of the actress. And uh, she definitely gave me some Uma Thurman from Kill Bill vibes. Wow, okay. Um, and she's just, she's cold, she's calculating, she's relentless. And uh, her performance kind is kind just... Kind of like your mom. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> wow. Pulling out some old mama jokes here. Okay. Wow. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so if you, if you see this movie for anything, see it for Betty Gilpin's performance. Yeah. She's... Uh, I can't wait to see where her career takes her from here on out. Okay, well, very cool. Well, you know, last week uh, in Women's History Month, we did talk about uh, female action leads, and uh, we are going to talk about female drama leads uh, in just a little bit, but... There's a new documentary on Hulu called Hillary. It's uh, actually a documentary series 
um, about uh, about Hillary Clinton. So let me get your thoughts on this, Thomas. You got a chance to check these out? Yeah. So it's a four-part docu series, uh, an hour long each. So it's a little over four hours total, and uh, it examines the story of Hillary Clinton. It examines many different facets of her life and her political career. It's definitely not the most objective thing you'll find. Uh, it's definitely from her point of view. Okay. So depending on where you lean politically, you might not appreciate this as much as others, but you can definitely appreciate the filmmaking passion that went into it. Okay. Um, the editing is phenomenal, just how incredibly comprehensive it is. Um, from a storytelling perspective, it looks at, it takes a look back at her early like student career, her college career, and how she built her way and climbed the ladder to where she is today is one of the most recognizing, recognizable political figures of the past 20 years, really. And um, it does kind of take a look at some of the controversies of her political career and kind of gives her take on that, which of course is not objective, once again. But it doesn't shy away from examining those to, from a certain perspective. And uh, just the amount of interviews that they were able to bring in from political opponents, political uh, allies, from campaign managers, it's really impressive what they were able to bring together. It's directed by Nanette Burstein. Okay. And uh, you're, it's, if you want just really solid documentary filmmaking, I, I recommend it. Okay. But, you know, depending on where you may fall politically, then you might have a different reaction to right. it. Right. So, yeah. so if you're going to grade this just from a filmmaking yeah. standpoint, where would, where would that stand? I'm going to give it a solid B+. Plus okay, sure. solid yeah. B+. Plus. Yeah. yeah, and, and political documentaries uh, are difficult to do with balance. Uh, many times filmmakers who are drawn into political documentaries to create them uh, have some type of, of bias one way or the other. So that it's, uh, you know, that will typically shine through. I mean, Michael Moore is a great example. I mean, you pretty much know where he's coming from uh, with, with his documentaries. There is a, uh, a bias and a purpose for the story he's wanting to share and how he's wanting to share it. Not that there's anything wrong with that at all, uh, but it's uh, just understanding that when you're going into these, uh, allows you to evaluate and appreciate them for, for what they are and, and maybe for, for what they're not. So yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Thomas. Appreciate your thoughts on the uh, Hulu series that is available on Hulu. It is a limited uh, documentary series with four parts, about four hours uh, in length for all of those. Thanks, Thomas. Well, let's uh, continue to celebrate uh, Women's History Month right here for the, the last part of the show. And we're going to celebrate the, the uh, women of drama. Uh, and we're going to look at um, actresses who are still active. So these are still active duty. Uh, we're not looking at the, uh, the women from the past who are some of the, really the hallmarks, the legends of Hollywood, because when Thomas and I talked about this, we said that we could do just a segment just on that. So these are all uh, still in active duty, and I'll let you start out, Thomas. Give me uh, one on your list. Well, I think Margot Robbie is one you have to look at who's really burst onto the scene in the past decade. Uh, I think... The Wolf of Wall Street was probably her breakout role. She was only 22 years old at that point, and now we are, what, eight years later, and she's been nominated for multiple Oscars, nominated for Best Lead Actress in I, Tonya, and then last year nominated Best Supporting Actress for Bombshell. Of course, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, her portrayal of Sharon Tate, which is absolutely lovely, and uh, she's then even she can do she can be an action star, a comedic star, like with Harley Quinn and Absolutely. Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, just yeah. incredibly versatile actor, actress, and can't wait to see uh, how she builds upon these foundations she set. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. She, she is quite, quite impressive. I'm going on the kind of other end of the spectrum, uh, even though I completely agree with you on that. Meryl Streep, uh, you can't talk about women of drama um, without talking about the legend that is Meryl Streep. Uh, 21 Oscar nominations for acting, and that, that includes both son. lead acting and supporting uh, acting. And I just uh, continue to be drawn to what she does. And she can do comedy as well, but when you look at her drama, I, I think it is a testament to, to what others uh, stand up for and look for. One of my favorite roles for her was uh, The Iron Lady just a few years ago. So Meryl Streep is one that's on my list. Oh, yeah, I think my mom and my sister will be proud of this one, but I've got to mention Sandra Bullock uh, from early 90s. Uh, I think Speed was probably one of her earlier roles. It was a breakout along with role. Keanu Reeves. She was kind of an action dramatic star in that, and she's continued to build and build. Uh, Gravity is another fantastic performance from her. Um, you have The Blind Side, which, you know, kind of mediocre film, depending on who you ask. I quite enjoyed it. But it was nominated for Best Picture, I believe. She, and she got an Oscar out of that. And she did. Yeah. Uh, so uh, even comedy, like The Proposal, uh, you know, I guess we're talking about drama. But, <laughs> right, right. Just, but she, she's yeah. versatile as well. Right, for sure. Yeah. So. Awesome. Uh, Kate Blanchett is on my list as well. I really love what, what she just continues to do. Uh, she's had seven Oscar nominations for acting uh, over the course of her career. And she's the only person who has been nominated twice for doing the same role. She was nominated, uh, there were two films she did as Queen Elizabeth, as one of the Queen Elizabeths, and she was nominated for both of those. And uh, so she's, uh, she's quite incredible. Um, Blue Jasmine is one that if you haven't seen, it's a Woody Allen film, but her role in that is pretty, pretty dang spectacular. So Kate Blanchett is on my list. Uh, I'm gonna mention uh, Emma Stone, who has early Disney Channel days, uh, to building upon that to where she is now is one of the finest actresses of the last decade. Uh, won an Oscar for La La Land. She was nominated for The Favorite, and uh, she was in Birdman as well. And if you ask any young cinephile today, there's a good chance that their favorite actress is Emma Stone just because they've seen her kind of grow and develop before their eyes. So. Yeah, she's, she's phenomenal. And yeah. having the red hair doesn't, doesn't hurt. Right, right, right. Doesn't hurt either. Uh, I'm going to go with a, an actress that's, that's relatively, um, she's been around for a little while, but she's starting to make a name for herself, Cynthia Erivo. Uh, we got a chance to see her at the Critics' Choice Awards, and she does stage, she does music, she does uh, comedy, she does action, she can do it all, and she's a singer. She is one of these multi-talented and multi-faceted um, acting talents that just continues to blow me away. Uh, last year, she was nominated for the film Harriet. Uh, twice, she was nominated for Best Song and nominated uh, for Best Actress. And, uh, and then to go back a few years ago, you and I first really uh, you know, caught on to her uh, for Bad Times at the El Royale. Her performance in that was just incredible. Uh, and also, if you haven't seen HBO's The Outsider, uh, she is unbelievable uh, in that TV series. So she's on my list. Cynthia Arriba. Uh, what, what are they called? An EGOT? An Emmy, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony? Yes. I believe she's been nominated for all four. Yeah, so I, I think you're right. She is uh, definitely an incredibly personal talent. Absolutely. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so, going along in the same direction, uh, Lupita Nyongo, a uh, pretty young actress, and uh, she won an Oscar for 12 Years a Slave. Uh, we've seen her 
in, we saw her in Us last year. I think she should have been nominated for I Us so for too. a horror role. She was yeah. playing basically multiple roles, multiple personalities in that one role. Um, she was fantastic in that. And every single movie she's in, she absolutely steals the show. And uh, I wish we'd gotten to see more of her in Star Wars. Uh, she played basically a motion capture character. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we'd maybe been able to see her, you know, physically there. But um, still, just, you know, whenever Lupita's in a project, she's going to give it her all. Yeah, I loved her in Us. Um, I, I was, you and I, neither one of us were really big fans of that movie. Yeah. We didn't hate it. We didn't love it. But she, uh, you, you couldn't walk away and not remember what she did uh, in that particular movie. And if you do remember the Critics' Choice Awards, I was her bodyguard. Uh, and if you look up Getty's images, uh, Lapita Nyunga and Noel Manning, you might even find a, a picture of me hanging out as her bodyguard. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence last week, we talked about her in the action category, but I think when you look at her dramatic performances, pretty incredible as well. Uh, she uh, has many nominations, four Oscar nominations. She's pretty, pretty, pretty young talent. Silver Linings Playbook, highly recommend that, uh, and also Winner's Bone. Uh, check those out as well. But Jennifer Lawrence also on my list of... Uh, celebrating the women of drama. Brie Larson is one on my list for sure. Uh, building upon a kind of childhood career, teenage career, up until her Oscar win in 2015 for Room, where she acted alongside Jacob Tremblay. And uh, that was just a very heartbreaking performance, but uh, you can tell she was fully 100% committed, and that's what resulted as an Oscar for her. She is another one that can do a wide range of roles um, you know last year she was in just mercy alongside jamie fox and michael b jordan a courtroom uh, kind of civil rights drama and really moving performance in that and we've seen her as an action star captain marvel uh in what free fire have you seen that one yeah, the, yeah pretty incredible ben, ben film. Film. Yeah. yeah so another one that uh I'd love to see kind of uh, progress. Yeah. I'm just going to list uh, the others. I'm not going to go into detail, but Francis McDormand's on my list. Viola Davis, Helen Mirren, Judy Dench, uh, Glenn Close, seven Oscar nominations, uh, and uh, Nicole Kidman as well with uh, four Oscar nominations. Others you want to make sure you mention? Oh, yeah, Laura Dern for sure, uh, Amy Adams, Charlize Theron, as well as... Uh, and. That's my list, yeah. Awesome, <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for joining us right here for Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, we tried to cover a lot today, and I wish we'd had more time to, to focus on those women of drama. I'm sure that Greg, since he's doing the editing, is pretty happy we didn't. Uh, he's already kind of calculating how much time it's going to take to put this thing together. But I do want to leave you with a quote of the week, and this quote of the week, actually, I'm cheating. This comes from a, a TV series called Justified, but I just loved it. Uh, this comes from Boyd Crowder. Uh, Boyd Crowder says, if you really want to survive in this business, you've got to know your ABCs. You've got to always be cool. So until next time, for Thomas Manning, for Greg Tillman, and uh, for uh, the intern back there, uh, Lane, back on the uh, Tim Cam, we appreciate you. Uh, email us, info at c19.tv if you have questions, comments, or just want to ask us if, uh, what we can do better or tell us what we can do better. Until next time, that's a wrap.
Hi, I'm Mike Sprayberry, North Carolina's Emergency Management Director. We're working closely with our partners at the Department of Health and Human Services to slow the spread of COVID-19 or coronavirus in North Carolina. A large part of that response is communicating important and accurate information to everyone about the current situation and about what you can do to stay healthy. There's a lot of bad information out there, so make sure you're getting information about the virus from reliable sources like the Department of Health and Human Services, the Centers for Disease Control, or your state and local health departments. Everything you see about the virus is not accurate, especially on social media. Every day we are updating good information regarding COVID-19 on the DHHS website. Follow DHHS on social media and visit the website at ncdhhs.gov coronavirus. Use these sources for good information and help your community out by not spreading misinformation. And we will all get through this coronavirus outbreak together. Thank you.